Hi, I'm Tim Ard, and welcome to another episode of Tim's Tips. Uh, in training workshops over the years, there have been many of the same issues and thought processes that come up in questions and statements as I go through the presentations. I decided to write about the top five, and uh, not in a ranked order, but to let others, including myself, kind of know uh, what some of the most important things are that we need to take a look at. I was told years ago that experience is the best teacher. I was also reminded that there are two types of experiences, good ones and bad ones. So with these top five listed, maybe you don't have to go through experiencing some of the bad ones. The first is hinges. Holding wood, or hinge as we call it, is the wood fiber that is left attaching the stump to the falling stem when cutting a tree. A hinge can be used in felling, but also in bucking, a hinge gives us reaction time and control in many sawing scenarios. So often saw operators think the hinge should not be left and stay with the tree until all fiber is cut and the tree or limb reaches the ground. This thought and action puts the operator in jeopardy, however, as many of the incidents, fatalities, and injuries happen when saw operators stay with the tree. When they cut the hinge off and stay beside it too long as it falls, next is escape routes. It's not really an escape route, it's really more like a planned retreat path. And uh, in the act of cleaning around the tree so you can get away. But too many saw operators forget to plan their steps before beginning the felling or working cuts. You should have a clear plan in your head of what you're going to do. If tree goes right, and if the tree were to go wrong, it's important to know what decision you would take. It's not a process of cleaning brush only. It's a position you plan to be in as soon as the tree or limb starts to move. Struck by injuries and fatalities are often because saw operators or onlookers are not away from the stump of the tree when the objects are falling. Plan your retreat path thoroughly. Clean it and the path around the tree, and most of all, use it. Next is siding. Few saw operators know how to use the felling sights on the chainsaw. Align 90 degrees perpendicular to the guide bar. This sight can be used to place the tree, given your side lean calculations and the strength of the hinge, where you want it. You must stand behind the line as much as you would with a rifle to aim the tree. You aim the tree towards the target or lay of the area before you start the face notch cut. Really, you do this aiming of the sight during the cutting of the face notch. If you don't, you will most likely be sending the tree or limb in the wrong direction. The sighting, however, does take away the importance of planning the forward to back lean. Remember, the sighting and hinge techniques work on the ground, but they're also able to work as well in the tree or from a bucket work position. Fourth, the saw. I very seldom find saw chain that is ready to cut when the group provides a saw for me. In looking over the whole group, if they don't have a new chain on the saw they bring to class, their chain is usually slightly damaged or just plain dull. 
I hear something to the effect that someone else used the saw yesterday. Well, whatever. The important thing is that you get it in a state of sharp before you begin your work. Dull saw chain means more work, pushing and often pulling on a saw to get the task accomplished. You fatigue, your productivity is reduced, and most of all safety, sometimes compromised. Make sure to check your saw chain before heading to work. Second in this section, the run of the saw is not understood. You should know how to check your saw to make sure it will work with you to complete your task. If the saw runs away or won't idle without the chain turning and constantly dies every time you move it or depress the throttle, it's time to get the saw adjusted or repaired. I know sometimes the group is using my saw or they may bring a spare saw or one that someone else uses most of the time. They just are unfamiliar with its switches and operations. However, I wonder if that is the usual case on the worksite too. I see too many times that a saw operator doesn't know how to approach starting and running the saw. You have to be familiar with that piece of equipment to operate it efficiently and safely. They sometimes put the switches or choke in the wrong position, cause their saw not to start, and complain about the equipment because of it. Air or drop starts also complicate the situation and compromise your safety. Personal protective equipment, number five. I never use it. We don't have it. I've never been hurt and I've been cutting for 15 years. These are all common statements I hear in class. For supervisors or organizations, a common one is added, the rules don't apply to us. They are for other. Important facts are I find most operators don't know the rules and they really don't understand why we need these important safety items to reduce the chances of injury should an unplanned event occur. That's an accident. In summary, I am in no way complaining about these above areas of concern. Going over and over with saw operators every day about these things and more is how I make a living. I'm simply reassuring you and myself as to why training is so, so important. Now, not just on the front side, but also repeating and repeating the issues that plague a chainsaw operation. Training and retraining have to happen. Storms, hurricanes, and common tree maintenance happen every day, somewhere. Someone finds a chainsaw to be the tool of choice to handle a task, cutting some type of wood material. If you or your crew is going to use equipment, it is so important to train with it. Just think what would happen if our police or military didn't train with their firearm tools. If the fire department didn't constantly go over the operation of and check the readiness of their equipment, is a chainsaw operator less professional or skilled? Read your equipment operator's manual and know what the tool is designed to do and what safety issues or PPE items are recommended for use with its operation. Until next time, 
This is Tim Ard with Forest Applications Training and Tim's Tips, wishing you good sawing, and we hope to see you along the Forest Apps Road someday.